Sorry to jet, but we're in a hurry. We're The Gamer Show with Brad and Charles. Hiya, folks, and welcome to another episode of The Gamer Show with Brad and Charles. How are you doing this evening, Charles? Hold on a sec. I gotta catch that shiny. Um, are we playing Pokemon? <clears throat> Honestly, no. But okay. it did come out. It did come out this week. The Legends Arceus. Yes, yes. Isn't that the open? That's an open world game, isn't it? Yeah, that looks like total ass. Yeah. Uh, the graphics look awful. Uh huh. But apparently, it's a lot of fun. I don't care. I mean, as long as it's fun for people, I'm not into Pokemon. So, and I've we played, all... I've played quite a bit of Pokemon in the past, yeah. and honestly, like uh-huh. I, I, I haven't been interested in this one at all, uh, but. It's one of those I'm interested to see, and it's definitely been picked up by a lot of players. They're saying six and a half million players in the first week. Oh, yeah, because after like 25 years, they finally go open world. So, which is kind of cool. I don't know. I I find maybe this is old man in me, and this is coming from someone who loves JRPGs and Mm -hmm. and loved the old school turn-based JRPGs back in the day. But... I don't care for turn-based and random encounters and all that mess anymore. Oh, see, I still love I I still love turn-based stuff yeah. like that. So, and, like again, one of my one of my favorite games that's turn-based is Final Fantasy X. Oh yeah, I mean Final yeah, but Final Fantasy X is a good game, but right? But even, like, I can say that about a lot of turn-based because a because sometimes I have to get up and go to the bathroom. Yeah, and. And don't want to have to pause the game necessarily because I like the music or whatever. But, and I know that's a very thin layer there. But I've I've always kind of liked turn based. But again, that's kind of the D and D type person in me too. Because like, if you play D and D, that's definitely turn based. Why not just go to the bathroom when you're on the world map or in a town? I like to live life dangerously. What can I say? Okay. Now I know, I know, and 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 I was all into the turn-based stuff. Um, I don't know, maybe it's just the, maybe it's just the. Um, I don't want to say old man in me because old man is turn-based. Um, but maybe it's my ADD. I have no idea. Um, I'm self-diagnosed ADD, by the way. Uh, it's never been yeah. medically diagnosed. Um, <laughs> I have all the symptoms, and I've just self-diagnosed myself. Um, but maybe it's that, or or maybe it's just I don't know what it is. I just I they bore me after a while, and I've gone back to even JRPGs that I love and turn-based games that I love, like Final Fantasy X. I absolutely love it. Even nine, I loved um, six and five, and they just bore me after a while. So I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me. So so maybe yeah, could be. So alrighty. But at least they're going to the open world. Hey, at least you don't have a game where the weapons break on you every five seconds in an open world game that everyone praises, but I absolutely hate because, you know, the weapons keep breaking on you. So, okay. My bigger my bigger problem with that game that you're talking about, Breath uh-huh. of the Wild, uh-huh. is the weather drives me crazy. I, that That's the one that, like... Don't get me wrong, the weather affecting the environment is very cool, and I get that. But you try climbing a mountain, and then all of a sudden it just starts raining. And it's like, 
fuck, now I'm stuck where I'm at. I could see that too. That would be annoying too. That's but... more that's ten times more annoying to me than than the, the weapons breaking. The weapons breaking is interesting to me, but that's always been that way for me. Yeah. And um I don't know. I, I never got off that first island, which I think is considered a tutorial anyway. The whole first island where you wake up at before you or whatever it is that you're on before you go into the the rest of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just because of the whole weapons breaking thing. <laughs> well, in all fairness, you haven't gotten some of the better weapons, but because there's I all don't the, care. The spring area doesn't have doesn't have some of the better weapons that you can get. So. I don't care. It's like telling me. It's like telling me that a television show gets better in its third or fourth season. I don't want to wait to the third or fourth season. I don't care. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't care. Um, it's not grabbing me it, now. So, but yeah, speaking of that first area, uh-huh. apparently one of the one of the new stories that I've seen out there about Arceus is players are spending forever in just the first area of the game. Really? Yeah. So um apparently they're spending forty plus hours in the in the first area. And I'm like Why? It's, it's uh, other people have mentioned sixty hours total and still haven't progressed past the third area. Um, it, I guess because of the gameplay and trying to uh, catch the Pokemon that you're supposed to catch and to fill you up your Pokedex and stuff. Um, it, it it's and maybe it's just that engaging that people just like that first area. But, but it's, um, it's an open world game. Wouldn't you be able to come back later? I mean, sure. Is there really just that much to do, or are people just that obsessed with collecting all the Pokemon before they move on? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. But that's interesting. That's a lot of time to spend in one area. Way too much time. So, so um, there was another interesting article that we came across this week. Okay. That could be considered a uh, Florida Man story. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. We might as well I'll let it. you... I mean, you're the Florida Man, so you go... Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. Yes, you, I am. You are, you are a man, and you live in Florida. Correct. But I am not Florida Man. I mean... I mean... I'm not Florida Man. So, Florida Man, on it looks like the second uh, Groundhog Day, which, by the way, um, Puxitani Phil saw, saw his shadow, so I guess that means six more weeks of winter. Um, yeah, trust me, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you don't you don't even know, Brad. Like, so up here in St. Louis, like where I live, I got a, a foot of snow. Yeah, week. well, starting I mean, on Groundhog. Here's the thing, and 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 I, I hate it when people in Florida talk about how warm it is during the winter when everyone else is freezing and i hate how they complain that how bad the heat is and you just don't know during the summertime because it's all it's all based off of perspective you know we don't normally get the cold the cold weather that we got this year down here it was in the 20s down here that's still cold so believe me i know it's cold <laughs> Um, 
but yeah, yeah, you guys, yeah, you guys, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I mean, it, it's, when it's in the 20s down here um, in, in January, that's weird, so, um, but anyway, Florida Man decided to um, hold up a, or rob a bank wearing a um, Sonic mask? I don't know. I didn't read the full article, so we're just going to assume Florida Man didn't wear the entire Sonic costume. What if he was eating a chili dog? I I don't want to know. <laughs> I, apparently, it didn't work. They they got away with no no uh, money. Well, of course not. You're wearing a Sonic mask and not eating a chili dog. Of course, you're not going to think you're you're not not going to believe that you're really Sonic. So, okay, that's yeah. that's that's. Um, I'll never forget the stupidest Florida, and this is a tangent. The stupidest Florida man story I ever saw on the news down here was a couple of guys were caught um, going um, going down I ten by state troopers. Um, they were caught for speeding down I ten, and when the state troopers pulled them over and searched the car, they found a bag of pot. That was labeled bag of pot. Well. Yeah. I don't know what I expected. Okay, why label it? I mean, I, again, I don't know what I expected. Okay. I don't know what to tell okay. You. Alrighty. So, okay. So we're off on a really good tangent here, aren't we? We're going through the. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let, let, let's be honest. We're, we're kind of skimming around to the bigger story of the uh -huh. week, basically. Um, so after the acquisition of Activision Blizzard King uh -huh. uh, by Microsoft, they decided after we recorded our podcast last week that, hey, uh, uh, Sony uh, decided to get in on the game, too. Activision Blizzard A King? No. Oh. But adjacent. Um, Bungie is now, well, in the process of being purchased by or acquired by Sony. Yep, they sure are. That's Which is, know. yeah, which is kind of weird. Weird how so? Well, first, well I mean, the, I, I guess the most popular game series that it's been created by Bungie is is the Halo series, which is a Microsoft exclusive, so it's only ever been on Xbox and PCs. Yeah, let's yeah, let's let's dispel you bring up a good point. Let's dispel a rumor right now that's probably been dispelled already on other places, I have no idea. But I I a lot of people think that this means that Sony is going to own Blizz, uh, Bun, um Halo or at least Halo is going to be on the PlayStation. Microsoft owns Halo. Come yeah, on. yeah. They yeah. have but, since, but, since Halo since the first Halo game. Yeah, and, so. and it's kinda it's kinda complicated because the whole thing with um the whole thing with Bungie and Halo and everything. Like Microsoft was the one who ha owns the rights to it. Yep. And I guarantee you as part of this deal that Bungie has no way to sell the rights no. to it. So the if, if you're thinking that this is somehow gonna get Halo on to PlayStation, or it won't become a it it, it won't be any future games will won't be on the Xbox. Uh, I, I don't think that's actually the case either. 
And it's um, I I mean we obviously could be wrong. There could be some sort of rider or something in the contract with Bungie that if if they're acquired by another company that's owning that owns a that owns a console or something like that, then was that your maybe? was that your um your mic a second ago? I bumped my microphone okay. and the the yeah the cable. It's okay. it's annoying. Well, guess um, what? I, uh, guess what though? What? Guess what? So I, I I looked this up while you were while you were talking. Um, so just to let people know, they don't own Halo's not coming. Bungie doesn't even own the rights to the Myth series, which was their uh, real time or their real time strat game that back in the back in the late nineties, early two thousands. That's Take Two Interactive. But guess what? Bungie does completely own the rights to their Marathon series. Which oh, was their okay. first? Which was their first um, FPS? Even which even predates um, predates Myth. So maybe we maybe we'd see a marathon remastered on PlayStation. Who knows? So. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, so uh, it, it's kind of interesting. Bungie's been kind of all over the place. You know. Uh, Bungie was owned at one point by Activision. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they celebrated their uh, yeah. their release from Activision and all yeah. this stuff before before I think Blizzard and Activision got their their horny little dicks together. Um, yeah, and there there was like uh, there was like another acquisition that they had as well before that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Microsoft acquired Bungie originally. Originally, they re- acquired Bungie, and um, I think it was, was it more of a did Activision Blizzard actually acquire them, or was it more of a partnership? Uh, it was an acquisition. It was an acquisition. Okay, and they broke, yeah, yeah. they broke away from that, and they went independent. And apparently, Sony wants to play copycat and try to buy them just because Microsoft did. Yeah. Uh huh. So, um, but yeah, it, it's it, it's kind of interesting because the way like they're treating Bungie's treating this, mm-hmm. it's almost like they're not being acquired. The way they're talking and everything else, like about expanding on the Destiny franchise and yeah. stuff like that, and it's yeah. like. Uh, that's and they're acting kind of like that. The, you know, they're not being acquired, and it's a little odd in that respect. Um, so I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Obviously, this is this these type of things take time. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned in the last episode with uh, Activision Blizzard being acquired by King. Microsoft. Oh King. yeah, King. Don't well. forget King. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody loves their Candy Crush. I don't know. Is yes, that no. still a thing? Are people still playing yes. Candy Crush? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's like asking if phone games are still a thing. They are. Oh, yes, they are. Very yep. much so. You can see. Um, all, uh, you can see. Oh, by the way, I'm off of. Um, I'm off of uh, Pokemon Go. Oh, you are. I keep forgetting. I've been off of Pokemon Go since like December. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I keep forgetting to mention it, so I just I, I got tired of it. I hit level forty, and I really just don't care anymore. So, 
I've not played it in years. Yeah. So, but but again, that I, I've talked about it before on here about how I didn't like some of the changes they made with the maps and actually going searching and stuff like that before the pandemic and everything. And it's just like, yeah, it 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 just wasn't my thing after that. So yeah, that was cool. So yeah, it was fine beforehand. I liked it, but they changed it enough that I was just like, eh, it's not my thing. My biggest thing. Um, one thing that I'm glad they did change was I hated how the um, the gems were handled in the original when it was first released because it was hard as hell to take over a gem back then. True. And, um, and what they're and the way they do it now is um, it, it's it's easier. You can solo and take down a gem these days and and turn it over. And as long as you're in there for I forget how many hours it is. You'll get your fifty coins or whatever it is. So it's it's a gem battles and that sort of thing. They've they've eased up on. So, but yeah, yeah. So so um, I'm I'm off the crack right now. Um, we'll see we'll see how long it stays. Because I've been yeah. off of it once and and I had a relapse. So we'll see how long it stays this time. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. We were talking about Activision, Blizzard, King, Bungie, yeah. Microsoft, Sony. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, there, there's, and, and by the way, we're just kind of skimming over it, but there, there's still, like, if you go to some of the gaming websites, uh, especially that talks about news, there's just whole sections about the Activision Blizzard stuff. Like, I don't want to talk about any of this stuff anymore. No. Like, Bob, no. one of the reports is Bobby Kotick is still trying to hide the scale of Activision's problems. And, yeah. and, and other employees spouting hateful garbage on a Discord server and other stuff like that. We're just going to hear more and more of stuff like that. Um, you know, and... People it, just need to stop just, it. People just need to yeah. stop it. So just get on with it. They're doing good. Microsoft's doing a good thing. Who gives a damn what he does? Microsoft's not going to keep him on anyway. Um, I just gone, again, yeah. I just say, well, he's not going to be gone until it's it's until actually it's, happened. Right, right. So, and then even then, even then, if he is gone, the worst part about this is he's got a golden parachute. It doesn't matter. We we've had this discussion. That doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. That right. doesn't matter. What what matters. For the what matters for the health of that company is moving forward, right? Regardless of what happens to him. So. So anyway. Yeah. But. Um, uh, but it's 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 sadly just continuing with them. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna it's you know, it's gonna be that way because obviously this is gonna be going ongoing for a while. So. Yeah, and so frankly, frankly, I mean. To me, it's no news until something exciting happens. So that's the way I see it. So yeah. it, it's basically going to be no news for the next probably year and a half. So yeah, or a year or whatever it is. So I think it's what May of next year or something like that. So true when Microsoft finally acquires them. Yeah, like yeah. fully. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would assume I don't. I don't know what legal pr- proceedings are going to be happening between now and then, but I'm sure that that's still going on. It and is. I got to imagine, I, I got to imagine that there will be still more legal stuff happening in the next couple of months. Yeah. And no, it'll probably take about a year. It'll probably take a year before it's all fully official um, with all the legal crap. 
and and then it'll take Microsoft a good year. Just so folks that may not understand how acquisitions work, Charles, I'm sure you do, just like I do. Um, even after they acquire them, it's probably still going to take another year before Microsoft can fully get in there the way they need, the way they want to, um, and implement whatever changes they need to make or anything like that. They're, they'll start immediately, but you really won't see the full effects of it probably for about another year after that too. So it's just going to take time. So yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's going to be well, like here, here's old school for you, and I can't believe I'm saying this is old school, but. It's like office space and having to uh, having to face the consultants. That's going to have to happen for pretty much everybody at Activision Blizzard, probably. Please don't say office space is old school. Uh, do you really want me to look up the IMDb to see when it came out? Yeah, it came out in '99. I know when it came out. <laughs> yeah, hate to tell you this, that was three years ago. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. Office space is just as old as the Sega Dreamcast. Uh huh. Uh huh. So. That's still a good movie, though. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. It holds up. So. Uh, I mean, it does, and that's the scary thing that it does. That's because it's so... It's, it, it, hits, it hits a little too close to home in a lot of cases. Well, yeah, it's because it's... It, it, it's if you've ever worked in an office environment, it nails it. It nails... Mm-hmm. It nails... Because the, they're not... They're they're more char- uh, character type uh, archetypes than they are actual characters in that movie, and yeah. they fit all the archetypes. You know, you know somebody just like one of those characters. You've you, you've worked with people like that, so yeah. Uh huh. And I can tell you right now. I I can tell you right now. So, actually, yeah. I think I even have one of my bosses that's very sim- similar to Lumberg, which is scary. <laughs> I just get chills down my back of my neck. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another news story. And again, there's not other than that. There wasn't a whole lot of like big stories. No. Um, Stadia came up on the on one of the stories that I read. Stadia still a thing? Uh depends on how you call what you call a thing. This one I honestly don't know. I didn't realize Stadia was still a thing. Uh it kind of is. Like it's so it's Google. Yeah. Google has it now. I think they're trying to rebrand it, which is always a good sign. I just assumed it went the way of Google Glass. Uh, the it, it it's it's getting there. Uh, the apparently the service has been demoted within Google and will instead power experience quote experiences for other companies. Oh yeah, they don't care about it anymore. Yeah, this is my big problem with Google is they lose interest in things too quickly, and when they lose interest. In all fairness, the Stadia I don't think ever had a chance. Yeah, probably not. Um, it seems that the plan is for Google Stadia to focus on lucrative deals with other companies to create and power experiences for them. Is uh, and, and so yeah, it's going the way of Google Glass. And they're apparently the new name for 
the technology behind Google Stadia is going to be called Google Stream. Yeah, it's going the way of Google Glass, which Google Glass is still out there. It's just more in the enterprise market. And so, yeah, it's going it's going the way of Google Glass. It's going to be more of a back-end service that people can tie into, I guarantee you. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. uh, it, it's been... Uh-huh. It, it's, it's been... So, like, there's been multiple lawsuits against it. There's... They uh, shut down the first-party development studio. Uh-huh. Any real warning. We ran... It, they ran into issues with indie developers. And then... You, all of a sudden, after all of that, you know, people started leaving the stadia like crazy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it's it's basically yeah, stadia is not going to be a thing too much longer. I don't no, think. No. Well, this rate is going the this the rate it's going now. It looks like it may be following the same path path as Movie Pass. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah. for stadia has actually an opportunity to actually make money, but you know. Or could have had the. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing: is Google Google's never cared about stuff like that. They 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 get an idea in their head, and it, they're like the they're like the dog chasing the squirrel or the shiny thing, and mm-hmm. they'll work on it for a while, then they'll lose interest and move on to something else. They've got another big idea that pops up in their heads. They're always thinking. They're always innovating. They're always moving from one idea to another and they've got no problems in abandoning an idea that's why I learned my lesson with Google Glass very hard with that by the way and that's another reason why I never had interest in Stadia is because I knew that that wouldn't Google wouldn't keep their interest there long so here's the thing about that uh-huh. you know it was, it was a gamble on Google's part and if there's ever a company that likes to gamble on stuff like that, like they were the company to do that. Yeah, but they they never really cared. About, all they cared about was the technology behind it. I mean, this is true. That's all they really cared about, so. right? But it was at least, um, it was at least uh, it was like a gamble. And had they supported it correctly, it pro- it might have been able to pay off. Um, they just didn't do that. It's like, and, and to kind of tie it back into some uh, to something we talked about earlier, it's like Pokemon Go. Niantic's not a gaming company. They don't care about the games. They they care about the technology behind it, the AR stuff and mapping the world and that sort of thing. And you're just basically cogs in the wheel with that. And that's the way I see Google with anything they do, is they don't really care about the thing as much as the technology behind it. So... That's what I see. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, and I love Google, but it's just the way the way I see it. So the way I always have. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah. So Stadia, I guess, is still a thing, but not for much longer. But yeah, apparently not. No, nobody really cares, even Google. So. All right. Uh, I'm, speaking I'm, I'm, of other consoles that are interesting. Uh huh. Oh, is the Apple Pippin coming back? No. Uh, Stream Deck. There's a story about Stream Deck out uh, now. Um, oh yeah, aren't they? Are they shipping now? Not Stream Deck. I'm thinking of the Steam thing. Or yeah, Steam like, Deck. Yeah, yeah. Steam Deck. Yeah. So there's pictures. There's pictures that people have posted of the Stream Deck compared to like the Nintendo Switch. Uh huh. 
And this thing is massive. Probably like an like Atari Lynx compared to a Game Boy. Um, not quite that, but... Uh-huh. Which, by the way, um, folks, the Atari Lynx was massive. <laughs> oh my god, yes it was. It was massive. So, you know what's funny is... So, I I went to a used uh, book and game store over the weekend. And I actually saw a Lynx that they had there. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. Uh, it was definitely out of my price range of what I was willing to pay for a system that I don't care about. But they, they they had one, and I thought, oh, that's very interesting. And they had some other games. You know what I saw they had? One of those old LED games of paper. Uh-oh. I think Charles just cut out on us at the moment. Yeah, I, I, knocked my, I knocked my damn microphone again. Uh, it was an LED game of Paperboy. Oh, like one of those Tiger Electronic games? Yes. Paperboy, really? Yeah, so how much do you think that cost? Back in the day or now? Now. Back in the day, they were cheap. Yeah, no, I've got a Simon's Quest um, Tiger Electronics game. So, um, now? 500? No, it definitely wasn't that much. 300? It was it was bordering on a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars for a Tiger Electronics game? Yeah, I'm not even joking. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For for yeah. for a one screen LED cheap little handheld thing that it didn't even scroll. Whenever you moved, it just redrew the graphics to simulate scrolling on those things. Really? Yeah. That's way too much money. It was bordering. It was bordering on a hundred dollars. I, I I found one here listed. On, I found a couple listed on eBay anywhere from about the sixty to eighty or ninety dollar mark. That's still too much money for those things. Oh, I agree. I absolutely agree. Good Lord. That being said, now that being said, those things were indestructible. Yes, they really were. So the only way you ruined those, had a battery staying too long and the battery exploded. Yeah, or or corroded. Or yeah, yeah. That was the only way those things stopped actually working. Yep. Yep. So, uh, a Sonic the Hedgehog two Tigronics is going for about a hundred dollars. A lot of these Tiger Electronic games. These older Tiger Electronic games like that are going for quite a bit. Those were nothing. Oh yeah, they were like super inexpensive. Yeah, they were, and they were they were so super barbaric. Don't get me wrong, I loved them. I loved my yeah. um, I loved my um, I had a um, I loved my um, never had Sonic, but I had a little baseball game, a bowling game. I had um, a pit uh, pit fighter, and I had. Um, um, what I say earlier, Simon's Quest, and I loved those things. So I loved them. Today. I loved that bowling one. That one was fun. Oh, I had blasts uh-huh. on road trips that uh-huh. I would take with the family. We would have those with us uh-huh. and our Game Boys, and occasionally, like the Game Boys, I'd be like, eh, let's just let's just go to the Tiger one." Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So my um, on on vacations and stuff, my my sister and I would swap out between the Game Gear and um, 
and uh, the Tiger games. And, um, you know, when one of us is playing Sonic the Hedgehog on the Game Gear, the other one's playing one of the Tiger games or something and that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, good memories. So and they were just as fun, if not if not a lot. I want to say funner, but that's not a word. Uh, <laughs> more fun than than the big heavyweights at the time. So, but that's still way too expensive for those things. That that was the thing too. Like they were so light, you could carry them easily with you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a lot of fun. Like mm-hmm. most of them were really like again. And we're talking late eighties when these ti- when these tiger ones were all over the place. Oh yeah, yep. Um, uh, I remember. I think I had Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden. Oh. And oh, I know I had Gauntlet. Uh huh. Gauntlet yeah. was another one that I had. I- I'm looking on eBay at some of these other ones, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, part of me wants like- to get them because they're like some of these are like thirty to forty dollars. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I would like him just to play them again. Yeah, no, it's but that, the, that that see that's what makes me so mad about the gaming market right now, is the you the, the secondhand gaming market is so overpriced. Those of us that just want to buy it to play it, we don't care about sticking it on a shelf and displaying it. It's just way too expensive. So, oh well, I hate to tell you this, that, that that's something that's very prevalent when it comes to Magic the Gathering. There's there's just all kinds of huge discussions about that the secondary market for magic the gathering products so i wonder how much i could get for my sega genesis over there that is the original um original design of the sega genesis that had the um the um that had the headset jack on the on the console you know you know what i'm talking about before they yeah yeah, yeah. and i've got a sega i've got a sega cd attached to it and my 32x is somewhere i wonder how much i could get for all that uh, g- looking on eBay right now. Uh huh. I'm seeing them going for thirty five dollars. You're telling me a Tiger Electronics game is selling more than a Sega Genesis? I mean, I mean, I'm sending you the link now. I believe you. Oh my god, that link! Oh my god, I just pasted the link in in a private Discord between us. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, I I posted it in the wrong one. Uh-oh. Um. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, I'll delete that. What? Did you just post it in the general chat? No, no, no. I posted okay. in another private chat I've got going on, but I just posted oh. in yours and the lit the link lo- length on that. Oh my Holy God. crap on a stick! But yeah, I mean it's thirty five dollars, not counting the uh, thirty five dollars for, and that's the one you're talking about that with the volume the control on it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, still that's got the, it. that's. That's the version we uh-huh. had uh, over my uh, after my parents got divorced and my after my dad's second divorce. Uh-huh. Uh We got one of these and we did have the Sega CD as well. Yep. Um, that is the coolest. So, that was that was so cool to me on a console back then. Was the actual headset Shark, and the and the and the volume control in there? That was the coolest thing to me on a head, on a console. Yeah, that was that was like uh-huh. really really awesome idea on their part. Yeah. Um, I mean, it never worked because people played it through their TVs, of course. And, Correct. And just let the sound go through their TV, but but it was I cool. don't know how. Yeah. yeah, it was cool there. Like, but yeah, it it just in the on off switch. I liked how the solid switch like that. It yep. that that switch was not breaking. Either. No, it was not. So. 
Well, the, I mean, the the Super Nintendo had an actual on-off switch. I mean, it wasn't... I mean, the Super Nintendos was still an on-off switch as well. Yeah, that's so, true. But, but yeah, it, it's... Now, growing up, I was not a Genesis guy. I was a, I was a Nintendo guy. Um, mm-hmm. and, if, and if people don't remember, there were wars. Um, it was... You think, you think Sony and Microsoft or PlayStation and Xbox are bad, or you think... Think of it like Apple versus Microsoft, or Apple versus Windows back in the day. Yes. Or iPhone versus Android today. That's what it was like back then. And um, you were, and there was, you were either in, in the Nintendo camp or you were in the Sega camp, and there was no merging. So. Um, I mean, if if you wanna if you wanna go back, like YouTube has a bunch of the old. Uh, ads that Sega put out there, like, and if you've seen the if you've seen the uh, documentary Game On, I think it was uh-huh. on Netflix. Like, you'll see that they they actually um, like the ads were like kind of vicious from, especially Sony, because Sony was trying to topple. Um, Sony was trying to, and the Sega was trying to topple the Nintendo. Oh yeah, I mean Sega's Sega's whole ad campaign. Sega does what Nintendo don't, and the whole blast oh, yeah. processing thing. I remember, um, I remember the blast processing commercials. What would show Sonic, um, you know, Sonic playing on like a race car or whatever, and then you would see um, Mario Kart on the back of a um, tractor trailer or something like that, showing the the differences in the speeds and that sort of thing. Which, by the way, blast processing was a marketing scam. It wasn't anything, um, right? But still, and um, and then the uh, PlayStation commercials with Crash Band—they were trying to make Crash their um, their mascot. So the the whole thing where the guy in the Crash suit would go to the Nintendo headquarters and and was and and was um, antagonizing Nintendo and Mario specifically. You know, plumber. You know, we want the plumber to come out and that sort of thing. So the whole um, I remember, yeah, all those commercials were those were huge back then. Oh my gosh, I'd completely forgotten. Yeah. Wow, yeah, you they're don't all up on YouTube like that anymore. No, you really don't. Uh-uh. Not, but part of that is because there are so many. Like again, there's having three consoles and they all doing different things. Really, I mean, let's be honest. The Switch is not trying to compete with anybody. No, 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 no. Nintendo's just doing their own thing. So yeah, yeah. and they've kind of stayed out of it. Like they saw what the the console wars did in the 80s and and mm-hmm. that sort of thing yeah um and they're just like no we're just gonna be innovative and do our own thing and, and they kind of walked away from it once they once they came out with the wii yeah, like well, they they i mean technically with the gamecube too but with the wii like they totally completely did something different than everybody else yeah and and I, that's when they finally started doing their own thing. Because you could argue that with the N64, they were still king of the mountain. Yeah. When the N64 came out, that's when their downfall started. Sony crushed them, and they tried to come back with the with the GameCube, which I loved my GameCube. Uh, but they tried to come back with the GameCube, and they just couldn't do it because they were trying to do the Sony thing. Instead of the Nintendo thing, and then I and then with the Wii, the Wii just took off because they were just they were doing what Nintendo does best, being their own yeah. little weird self in their own little weird world, 
and it works. Well, at at the time of the GameCube, the other problem was they also had the Dreamcast. They were facing off. Against. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and, and um and the Xbox and the Xbox. Yeah, entered the market. Yeah, so like, yeah, there was a yeah. whole lot going on there, and quite frankly, of those four, like the GameCube probably was the least innovative of the four. I'll agree. It really was. And the GameCube, it's funny because the GameCube just played games. Yeah, it really did. That's all it did. And you look back on it now, and that's the best thing Nintendo could have done back then. They weren't trying to be innovative. They were just trying to do... They they were... It it just played games. And you had the Xbox come... Now, granted, Xbox Live came later, but the Xbox had the the built-in network adapter. Um, Dreamcast had its dial-up modem. It was trying a web browser and online capability and online functionality. And Sony with the PlayStation, the DVDs, and all that mess. And Nintendo just played games. You're right. It really was the least of the innovation. So, The but, most innovative yeah. part of the GameCube was probably the controller. And even then, it didn't feel like it was that innovative. Well, you know what, though? They did make a massive improvement with that controller. Because they, oh my finally, God. Well, they finally realized you don't need three hands to play to exactly. use a controller. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, because, man, the Nintendo, uh, uh, Nintendo uh-huh. 64, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendo 64, that controller. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what they were thinking with that. I mean, it worked. It played. But, like, I'll, yeah, it didn't play. It didn't feel good holding it. So I'll give them a little bit a little bit of slack by saying with them being the first to market a a full a controller with full 360 degree analog stick which had never been done prior to that mm-hmm. they had nothing to go on you know yeah. Sony looked at that piece of shit and they're like you know what we want to do analog sticks too but here's how we're going to do it <laughs> right right <laughs> And then, so, and, then and, and, and I still and, I still think that the Xbox design is is the best one on how to handle the analog stick. So, uh, I would agree with that. Like uh, to this day, like, and the other thing too that I like about it, and and this is just because honestly, Microsoft thought of this with the Xbox 360, especially. Mm-hmm. Like they made it to where, um, you can connect it to your own home pc to use it to play so you have that same exact feel of playing on the console that you do on your home computer in fact that's what i use when i when i play pc games with a controller when i play 14 that's what i'm using is an xbox 360 controller so yeah see i i i I do the same thing yeah yeah um i've not found a good way to connect a playstation controller uh to a pc you you can you can do it it a good way I mean, the only way to do it is the um, the charging cable, the the USB cable that comes with it to charge the stupid thing. You plug it into the USB port and use it that way. It'll work. I hope. I mean, I haven't tried it in a while, yeah. but I know you had to jump through quite a few hoops to get it to work. But the uh, last time I tried it. But at the same time, 
it's honestly the design of the controller. I like the way the 360 controller fits in my hand, and I love the way that the analog sticks are designed. Um, they they fit your thumb placement perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. So, yeah, and that's why that's why I really like it, and that's why I prefer it over anything else when it comes to a PC controller. So, if I could use it for the uh, for the Wii, I would. You know, or for the Switch, you mean? Did I say the Wii? Yeah, the Switch, I would. Yeah, you sure did. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I've purchased a Pro controller for my Switch, um, but the... and it, it's essentially the same controller. Um, it's just it's lighter. It doesn't feel like it's the one I've got. It doesn't feel like it's as durable as because that's the other thing. Like the Xbox 360 controller feels durable. Like exactly, it, it's like the, almost indestructible. Forgive me as much of a of a Nintendo fan as I was back in the day. It's like the um, the Genesis controllers. The Genesis controllers actually fit your hand, and they felt kind of weighty compared to the SNES controllers. And yeah. that's the way, you know, comparatively back then. They're still light as hell today. But, um, and they'd break in a second. But the the, Microsoft, the the Xbox controllers, they've got some weight to them. And they, they fit your hand. And there's just, they're durable. They really are. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I love them. I love it. So, so there. Xbox controllers, good. PlayStation controllers, bad. I don't and, know that that's true. And 64 I don't know controllers are like Voldemort. Oh, um, yeah. And 64 <laughs> controllers are just weird. Um, but, like, again, I don't know that I would say that they're bad. I think they're fine. I think that... I don't think there's a bad controller out there as it stands right now. You haven't seen the N64 controller, have you? Well, no, no, no. I've seen the N64... I, I mean, for the current console generation. You haven't seen the N64 controller that you can buy for the Switch, have you? I mean, in all fairness, I haven't bought any. I haven't paid for the subscription service to be able to play those games. So. Neither, neither have I. And and even if I did, I still wouldn't buy the fifty dollar yeah, sixty four controller. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't either. When you can still get the same button functionality out of a out of a pro controller, so yeah. Um, or just if you still got an N sixty four lying around. So yeah, like I have my I've got an N64 boxed up somewhere and my SNES somewhere. So I regret uh, trading in my SNES. Oh, that would be a huge regret. I did that, but I did that quite a while ago. Like that was well over a decade ago. I did that. You know what I regret to this day? I regret, and this has been twenty years now. Um, I regret. Trading Super Mario World and Act Razor. No, no, not Act Razor. Super Mario World and Final Fantasy III on the SNES for a couple of stupid PlayStation Two games. I think mm -hmm. it was like it was like it was like Ridge Racer and something else. I forget what it was now, but um, one of those um, Majora's Masks type timed games where you have a certain amount of time to complete the task and then it all resets and you got to go back again. I hate that type of stuff too. Um, wow, there's a lot of stuff I hate in gaming, isn't there? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, especially in Zelda games. So, but I love Zelda games. So, but yeah, that's my... Oh, I love Zelda games yeah, too. Th that's really my biggest gaming trade-in regret right there is 
trading those two games. And I had everything um, in in um, Super Mario World unlocked. Um, all the secret, even even all the double exits. There were some levels that had double exits that basically paths yeah. overlapped on each other. Had yes. all that crap unlocked. And I think it was like a total of 96 different... Um, different paths or whatever you can unlock including the special special stages and the star road and all that mess oh god the star road <laughs> oh jesus christ some of those levels nightmare. man some oh, of those god. levels were absolutely <laughs> awful yeah that that right there that right there was nintendo hard punishing just to punish that was that um was, that well, was, i mean that was that, that was, was the rainbow road that was rainbow yeah. road based yeah. of yeah. that game yeah I was gonna say Dark Souls. I'm not wrong. No, not really. It was it was Dark Souls for that game. So, uh huh. And it was it was slam your head against the wall type of. Oh, I got yeah. so frustrated, especially later on in the Star Road stuff. Mm -hmm. Man, some of those, some of those bottom or was a bottom row. Yeah. Or top row. I forget which it was the first row that you I went through. I can't remember either. I can't remember if you started at the bottom or the top. I can't either. But wasn't there one of those where you had to keep flying throughout the entire thing? There was no ground in a few of those things? Uh, Am I remembering that right? Or was that a normal I level? I don't remember that. I don't remember that because it wasn't like... Super Mario Three, where you had the P switch, no. uh, the P, or the uh, the P wing, right? Um, but no, I don't know that that was the case in Super Mario World. I think that was the one where you would get the bubbles. Didn't wasn't there bubbles or something, and you had to keep flying or something with the bubbles? Or oh, there was yourself? there was regular there was regular levels like that. But throughout the entire level, where you had to keep inflating yourself, there was regular levels like that. Okay, maybe that's what I'm mixing it up with then. Maybe oh, that could be Mario Mario World was the that to me is the best Mario game ever made. Uh, it's up there like Mario Three was right up there with it. And you know what my biggest problem with Mario Three was? You can't save it. Oh yeah, well, well you can on the Switch, but um... well, yeah, I'm talking <laughs> about the original NES. The original, version. yeah, 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 yeah. You could on the you could on all All Stars as well. But um, but on um the original NES version, you could not save it, and that was such a pain in the butt. That's uh, why warps are so important in that game. Yes, they were. Yeah, yep. And why you don't see them in in newer in the newer games because you don't need it. Basically, yeah, because you can save your game. Yeah, you can save you the can, game. You, yeah. So, I I mean that was one thing I liked about that. Like you could get those warps and stuff like that. That that was kind of the biggest thing uh -huh. uh, with Mario Three was the warps. Some of them were hidden really well. Yeah, they were. There weren't that many of them either. So, I want to say it was less than half a dozen. Yeah. Yep. It's the same with um. It's the same. I mean, all of even Mario Two, even though it wasn't originally a Mario game, even Mario Two had its warps in it too. So. Yes. Oh, yes. It did. Yep. So. And that, by the way, is the only way to beat that game. Um, I hated that I've, game. I've, I hated I've that beat, game. I, I beat that game straight through. I, I have didn't, to. I, I have to. 
Yeah. I but, mean, it's not a good game. It's no, not a good game no. by any stretch of the imagination. But And spoiler alert for a 40-year-old game, or however old it is. Um, 35, probably. Um, you get to the end, and you find out the entire damn thing was Mario's dream. Yep. <laughs> it's real annoying. And then the easiest boss in in all of video gaming history, the easiest final boss. You, uh, get, you get to wart, you've beaten that game. Yeah, I mean honestly, because it it the bosses were all pretty much the same. Yeah. There's a couple little variations here and there, but it wasn't anything. No. But I don't remember like, too him, terribly difficult. I don't remember him actually doing anything that terrible that you really couldn't dodge and that little machine kept throwing um kept throwing vegetables out for you to pick up and throw back at him and it was it was just simple so yeah oh my gosh we're talking about mario okay are, do we have nothing left to talk about that we're talking about mario 2 i mean honestly news wise no we really don't <laughs> So should I um, should I um, plug up my Genesis and pop in a, a a Genesis game? Which, by the way, I still have my Sonic games, and I've still got the um, Gar- uh, Disney's Gargoyles game for the Genesis, which was a Genesis exclusive, a console exclusive back in the day. It did not see a um, at least in North America, it never saw a SNES release, but um, that actually wasn't a bad game. It was it was kind of neat, so. But I've still got that. I've, I've still got Tasmania and then a Taz Escape from... I've still got my Taz games. So, and my Sonic games. I've still got a few. I've still got Streets of Rage, I think. I loved Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage was a good game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great or anything like no. that. It, it was very formulaic, but it was still very good. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, I... Yeah, it's it's one of those. Sometimes I, the the problem is plugging it into your TVs now. Like I've got a 4K TV, and I have had for a couple years now. Uh huh. And trying to plug in some of these games into it, it just doesn't look good. I got you beat. You ready for this one? Yeah. I have got an old. <sighs> CRT. Mickey Mouse television sitting in here. I, I think this, we've gotten rid of all the CRT. I actually have an old CRT television in here that I could connect that thing up to if I wanted to. And it's a Mickey. It literally is a Mickey Mouse. The the speakers on top of it are mouse ears, and it it was a Mickey Mouse branded television at one time. So, I could actually connect it up to an old CRT if I wanted to. Twelve inch CRT. That sounds really awful. Yeah, but that would be so fun. Which is the goal. The actual goal... I mean, the actual I mean yeah. Part of the goal in this room, in this whole office, is I've, I've, I'm going to set up a section where I'm going to have the CRT set up and have the classic consoles connected to the CRT if you want to play them. So, Because that's the only way to play a classic, classic console is on a CRT. You're not wrong. Yeah. Now I gotta find now now I gotta find um, my old copy of uh, GoldenEye so we can play it on the N64 multiplayer on a 13-inch CRT the way it was meant to be played. I was so bad <laughs> at that game, but it was so much fun. 
<laughs> I was bad at it too. Of course, of course, um, it was it was a lot of fun, and of course, all you had to do was look at the, look at the other people on the screen to find out where they were. But um, but yeah, it, it was that was a lot of fun. The honor system, you know. <laughs> I won't look at your screen. Yeah, sure you won't. <laughs> What I liked was what I liked about that game so much was how modular it was. Uh-huh. To where you, you know the the death match or the different matches you could set up between each other. It what you could do it in so many different like I can't tell you how many times we've had uh uh we we played slappers only. Uh-huh. And just had a blast even though it's just like uh have you? There is a uh, YouTube video out there that's supposed to be a documentary on the making of that game. I don't know how accurate it is or whatnot, but according to the documentary, um, the multiplayer was an afterthought. They were not going to originally include it. I I believe that. Uh huh. I yeah. And and frankly, that's the best part of that game. <laughs> And I'm not wrong. So, but yeah. Now I kind of want to play some multiplayer GoldenEye again. Why are our best Nintendo memories usually rare or Nintendo? I mean, it's not. I, 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 I can't. I can't. I can't blame you. I mean, some of my best Nintendo memories outside, and I'm, um, we're going to exclude the actual Nintendo branded or the Nintendo published games. But some of my best Nintendo memories, um, and we'll forget Final Fantasy, um, because Final Fantasy three slash six is that right there is the best Final Fantasy game ever made. That's always my fa- that will always be my favorite. Um, but some of my best memories are um, are the rare games, Battletoads. Playing Battletoads, we would we'd play Battletoads on two player. We would fight, you know. We would actually play the first level correctly, and then when we get to that second level where you're going down the tunnel, then we'd both just t- take each other out and see who could deathmatch each other and, and, and beat and and defeat the other one first. Because it was, if you remember, it was friendly fire on that game. You could kill that. You could kill your opponent or your um, teammate. Oh yeah. You know? And we would get to that second level and just go at it with each other. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, uh, um, Banjo Kazooie, um, Goldeneye, Banjo Kazooie—good um, rare memories back in the day. So, okay. Conquer's bad fur day. You see, I didn't really care that much for Conquer, and I—I I wonder if it's because it came out so late in the system's life cycle. I just—I got it, and it was neat. I loved the whole. I love the aesthetic and the whole premise to it, but I just never could get into Conquer. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I'll tell you this much. It hasn't aged well. I could see that. Yeah. I, 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 and probably a lot of the jokes have to... It has to do with a lot of the jokes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, they were making a statement by starting that game out with your character being drunk. So, yeah, yeah, but well, um, just some, just some of the references are yeah, just like, oh, yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of the jokes, a lot of the humor won't play well today. So, yeah, yep, 
But that's the way it is with most things, though, because you go back and try and watch some of the stuff that you loved as a kid, and it's going to be the same thing. So it's it's just yeah. it's just the way society was back then and the way it is today, and what we tolerated back then and what we would tolerate today. So, yep. yep. But no, but but a game like Conquer, which relies so much on its humor, yeah, it's not going to hold up at all. It's not going to age well. So yeah. Yep. So yep, there we have it. Um, so who do you think will buy Rare next? Nintendo? You think they'll buy Rare again? Is Rare actually still making games? I don't really know. I don't think they are. But do you think they'll go? You think Nintendo will pick up Rare again? It'll be the second time around with them. I don't know that they will. Well, I mean, it, again, it would have to be Rare would actually have to be making something. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think at this point Konami's making more than Rare is right now. Oh yeah. And all they're doing is pick pachinko machines. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. And and uh, aren't they also still making some like fighter games, uh, fighter arcade games? I have no idea. Arcades are still a thing. Mainly in Japan, because Japan, some of the arcade stuff is really big. Oh, okay. Now, don't get me wrong. I love me some arcades. There, there are a few arcades around here and that sort of thing. Oh, I, I, and, yeah, I miss, yeah. I miss going to the arcades. Like, again. Dave and Buster's is not an arcade necessarily, no. but it's no. as close as you're going to get no. uh, these days, pretty much. And I, I still enjoy it, but it's also exp- the it, it's cost way more than it used to. That's for sure. Dave and Buster's is the star is the Starbucks of arcades. Yes, it really. Is. I agree. Yeah. So, but no, I could care less for Dave and Buster's. But that's the cl- there are actual some real arcades around here um, where like you. Um, you spend like ten bucks or whatever, and then you can go in and play all day, that sort of thing. That I, w- of thing. I was gonna say, you know what? Arcade bars yeah. are actually being more and more of a thing. I-, I know when I was in Kansas City one time, went to uh, an arcade bar called Up Down, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun. Like it had a bunch of the older cabinets and stuff like that, and yeah. pinball machines and stuff, and and had a nice bar and stuff like that. But they also had some of the newer games as well. Like I think the four-player Pac-Man game, competitive Pac-Man game, uh-huh. they had, um, and it, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. A lot of them are incorporating some of the oversized like uh, uh, oversized uh, games, like oh god, what is the name of the uh, Connect Four, like oversized Connect Four and um, uh-huh. and stuff like that as well in an outside seating area. Yeah. So like. Um, like I see those type of bars like creeping up because I mean, when you think about it, the people who went to the arcades, they're drinking age and like, that's perfect for someone like them. Well, yeah, they're, they're thirties and forties. They're generation X. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, 50s, you know, it's, it's yeah. So it's actually becoming a popular thing. And that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's cool. Not that I go out to the bar very often, but it's still kind of cool. I'm too old for the bar. <laughs> I drink at home. <laughs> I mean, I like a nice glass of wine anymore and, and yeah. a particular type of wine. And so. getting that at the bar just isn't a thing you can really do. Yeah. Um, but you know what I miss? I miss the um, 
the table the tabletop um, games. You remember like the the Pac Man games and stuff that were basically the little tabletop. Yes. I miss oh God, games. yes, I yes. remember those. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Pac Man was the big one, but there was others too. The, the, I want to say I played a Space Invaders. I want to say I played a Space Invaders. Yeah, there's Space Invaders. I played a Tetris one. Um, but Pac-Man, Pac-Man, I think Pac-Man comes to mind just because the, um, the Pizza Hut there in my hometown had the Pac-Man one. That was the thing. That was the only place I ever saw those was at, yeah. at Pizza, pizza Hut. Pizza Hut, yeah. At the old school yeah. Pizza Hut. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, there was Space Invaders ones. There was a, a Tetris one. I think I played a Galaga one one time. So, but yeah. So now we're, now we're talking old man here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all you youngsters that may be listening to this, there was a day where we went to a room filled with video games, and each each game was in its own little console by itself. Uh huh. And we put money in, usually a quarter, and um, you'd put money in and play. Do you remember when they went up to fifty cents? I think it was like what was it, Dragon's Lair and stuff like that. It started. Uh, was like yeah, 50 cents yeah. and that was expensive back then and then games started going up to a dollar and and it just it got outrageous oh my gosh so yeah um, i just sent a mess i just sent a message uh-huh. it's a 60 and one a tabletop a cocktail table arcade game uh-huh. and it comes with 60 classic games let's see what it says here and it's actually honestly reasonably priced at 1600 dollars right now but it's got like Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Galaga. Galaga was another one uh-huh. I played on these. I loved Galaga. Centipede, uh-huh. 1942. It doesn't say all the games on here, unfortunately. Yep. Um, which sucks. Would love to see what all the games they have on this. Uh, but they also have add-on where you can buy the bar stools and the risers and uh-huh. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's... Oh. If I could replace my kitchen table with one of these, I would absolutely, absolutely do, do it. Had, yeah. If I had, if I had that kind of, if I had that kind of money. Uh-huh. You know. Well, it's like the one-up stuff. I want some of those one-up arcade games so bad, but I just don't. Have I worry the that. Room or the I, well, yeah, and I worry that they're not that well made because I've seen them in the store and I feel like they work. They look fine, but I feel like. Over time, they would wear out way quicker. I've got a friend that's got the uh, the, the Turtles two uh, Turtles in Time one, and he, so far it's held up pretty well for him. He's had it for a few years, so. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it just seems kind of. Uh, you know, here's the thing. With I'm going to go on another tangent. You, after you played Turtles in Time on the SNES, right? Yes. That, to me, is the superior version of that game. The original arcade version of Turtles in Time doesn't even compare, hold a candle to the SNES version. And I, I, I can't, as much as I love Turtles in Time, I would never pay three, four $400 for that thing just because I think it's an inferior product to the SNES version. So, but that's Fair just enough. me. Yeah, that's just me. So. I just sent you one for that's that. a lot cheaper, seven hundred dollars for Pac-Man head-to-head arcade yep. table. Yep. So mm-hmm. that was the other thing. That if you didn't know about this too, the the Pac-Man mm-hmm. 
one of the big things about the stand-up um, ones was people that was actually one of the first ones I think people started modding yeah the game yeah which caused all kinds of which caused all kinds of like legal problems and stuff like that because aftermarket places would sell mod kits for some of these games to speed them up because again some of the games like pac-man and miss pac-man people could hang on the tables forever yeah um so they would they would uh the owners of the arcades were looking for ways to have people spend more coins and one of the ways they did that was to buy these aftermarket kits that would actually speed up the game you ready for this you realize, you know, Miss Pac-Man was actually a mod of Pac-Man. It wasn't made by it wasn't made by Namco. It was a Pac-Man mod. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh well. So, okay. Why does a Pac-Man arcade cabinet have buttons on it? Um. So for selecting options. I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Um, the start button. I guess. It's, pro- it's probably like the start or the select, one yeah. player, two, yeah. one player, two player, that yeah, sort of thing. That sort of thing. Uh, yeah, that, that's 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 the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Um. So, folks, in case you didn't know, um, Pac-Man had no fire button. Yeah. No, Pac-Man was literally you just moved around the yep. you moved around the board. Yep. Yep. So. I don't know why I'm trying Which, to tell people what Pac-Man is. I, to this podcast. I don't know why you are either because <laughs> Pac-Man 99 is a game on the Switch now for free. Oh, are you, you ready? You, you ready to hear something? Um, sure. I'm, I'm about to admit something that's not that popular. I don't like Pac-Man. I think it was fine. So I, I'll tell you this much. I have Pac-Man for the Atari. Uh-huh. Boy, was Boy, that a disappointment. That was a disappointment. No, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was awful. What a, that was oh, straight up. That was God. straight up garbage, when I folks. Bought, when I bought Pac-Man, or no, I bought, when when I got Pac-Man for the Atari and I played it for the Ooh. first time, I was like, what the hell is this? Um, now, if you got Miss Pac-Man for the Atari, it was fine. Yeah, that was a much better port. But yeah, the original the original Pac-Man on the Atari. Oh god, that was awful. Do yourself a favor, go look at video gameplay of that cuz I'm sure there's I'm sure someone somewhere has done gameplay of it and recorded it because it is awful. You know that music is stuck in my head now. The, those sounds and that, there really wasn't any music in there but the sounds you know doo, 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 bah, 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 oh yeah yeah <laughs> no I mean it gets in your head that's stuck in my head now after talking about this like oh god um but yeah I did play a lot well, of Pac-Man on the Atari but that was a bad game so yeah yeah, yeah. but um there were a few though so but no some of my back then my my favorite um arcade games back then were like Galaga, Space Invaders, um, that type of thing. Pac-Man, I didn't even care for Donkey Kong back then. Which, by the way, Donkey Kong, um, Donkey Kong was kind of a, um, you know they were trying to do a Popeye game when they did Donkey Kong. Yes. Yeah, and they couldn't get the rights to Popeye. Yes. Yeah. So, um, 
but all oh, the history, all oh, the history with video games. That is an interesting topic. I love delving into the history of these these classic video games and that sort of thing. But no, I was yeah, like I said, yeah. Go ahead. I think high high score is the name of the uh, of the um, of the Netflix uh, series mm-hmm. that they did about these older video games like that, and it's really interesting to watch it and see get that sort of information uh, because it it was quite a bit. Um, it was very, very interesting, some of the things. And some, a lot of it I didn't know. And that was from someone who that was from someone who actually was around and playing games at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, it's like, the, just... it's like the kill screen. I didn't even know what the kill screen was until I was much, much older. So, but, um, which basically, for those that don't know, that's when you've Gone as high as the uh, basically beaten the game. You've gotten the highest score you can and, and gone as far as you can before the game actually breaks and crashes. Mm-hmm. So, did you ever see uh, King of Kong? Yes, I did. That is a good documentary too on on, on Donkey Kong itself. Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, they kind of touch on it a little bit in High Score. Okay. Okay. Um, but it branches out into a bunch of other games yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So. But okay, I think we've talked about as much as we can this week. We've kind of rambled. There really wasn't that much to talk about as far as newsworthy goes. So, not really, no. Uh, like nothing, nothing terribly interesting at uh, least. Uh, no. Uh, I mean, outside of that, all I'm really doing is playing 14 right now. So. Uh, I've been playing Inscription. I played a little bit of Slay the Spire mm-hmm. when I've had a decent internet connection. That's the thing. I've been fighting with my local ISP. Who sucks? Um, to try you. and get my oh whatever they, they they can't hear me because my uploads are my upload speeds are awful at times. I can tell because um, you're kind of going in and out now too. So. Oh, am I really? Yeah. I I don't know if that's the case or not, but so. um, yeah, it, it it's 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 a problem. I I I'm very frustrated. I actually think I'm losing my internet connection now. Yeah. Um. Let's go so, ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead and call it because no, I I get the same thing because we both have the same um, is we both use the same internet provider, um, and um, and so I get the same I get the same thing when I'm streaming. I'll notice OBS will have like a will redline and that sort of thing when I'm streaming, and I just automatically assume it's the cable provider. So yeah, because well, you know they suck. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they um, do. Uh, mine especially, like, they've basically, when I have them, I've had the two service visits in the past week and a half now to try and get this fixed. They've literally replaced everything from the pole to my router at this point. So, it is what, unfortunately, like, and again, I still have some internet issues because yeah. of it. But, so, so maybe but they've literally... Yeah, it, it's the it's the ISP at this yeah, point. Yeah, so. yeah. So it may not be from between the pole and the router. Possibly, it's their own equipment. Not inside. Well, no, I've got. I've, yeah. Oh, well, beyond the pole. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, my, the only I've got. I mean, it could be the cable, but I doubt it. Yep. Um, but I don't know. It, it's. And it's frustrating because I live in an older home, and because of it, I don't have any other real options. Yeah. 
So that's kind of the worst part about it. So. Well, cable companies have a monopoly anyway in certain areas. That's the uh, yep. One thing I miss about living on the other side of the state is when I lived on the other side of the state, we actually had options over there. Um, whereas over here, there's really just one. When it's the same shitty one you've got. So. Yep. Yep. Anyways, if people want to see your shitty connection, where do where where can they find you on the internet? Pretty much all over the internet as Brad the Blind. Um, Twitch, Twitter, um, pretty much yeah, in anywhere as Brad the Blind. Um, I do a I do stream usually on the weekends right now, um, Saturdays and Sunday afternoons. Twitch.tv/slash Brad the Blind if you want to catch my shitty connection there, and if you want to see my webcam freezing. But the mic and the game keep going on, like the Energizer bunny. bunny. Yep. But apparently the <laughs> webcam itself wants to die like uh, I can't think of a good analogy yeah. right now. Or, or a synonym. That's not an analogy. Like her as a synonym, not an analogy. Okay. Um, um, so where can they reach I you? I can't hear anything if you're saying anything, Brad. Okay. What about now? I can hear you now. Okay. So... I don't um, know what's going on there. But anyways, uh, I'm sure you were asking me where they can find me. Yes, right? I was. And, can, um, and and also noting that I don't know the difference between similes and and, and um, metaphors. But go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I can be found pretty much everywhere on the internet as ChuckAW1977. This is with the exception of my YouTube page, which is ChuckAW, which I have written a script to put a new video up on there. So hopefully in the next uh, hopefully in the next week or so I'll get some time and be able to start recording a video and edit it and get it up there. So you're not doing this whole jump cut thing, are you? That that annoys the mess out of me. I did that ages ago. That was a big YouTube. Not thing. you. And that was a big YouTube thing where everybody was doing jump cuts and it annoyed the mess out of me. No, what I'm what my plan is to do is to do a. Uh, uh, what I'm going to start trying to do, I should say, is uh, I play a lot of Commander, Paper Commander on my streams. Uh-huh. And one of the things people have been kind of asking me for is my is kind of a little bit about the decks that I play. So I'm thinking about doing some videos explaining some of the cards in the decks and some of the synergies and stuff that I'm looking to do with it and, and that sort of thing. So okay. I'm thinking about putting together a deck tech video on a couple of my Commander decks that I like. Oh, cool. That'd be cool. Um, the first one I wrote is about seven pages in length, uh, text-wise, and will probably be about 90 to 100 images, so it's going to take a little while to do. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll see if that actually happens, mm-hmm. but, but, uh, yeah, just kind of keep it, keep an eye out for that. Uh, what is the best way for people to get hold of the Gamer Show, Brad? Well, there are, um, multiple ways. Um, basically, if you're, if you're new to the podcast... Um, you can find it wherever you get your podcast or anchor.fm slash the gamer show G A Y M E R. Um, we also have a Discord. It's uh, bit.ly slash the gamer show if you want to join the Discord and join the chat. Now, I do post in the uh, in the Discord. It does get posted when I go live on stream. And also, there are some um, a few different gaming channels in the Discord as well to um, to kind of um, wet your teeth in. Um, also. Um, there's an email address. It's it's kind of old school and kind of you know, twenty years ago, but there is an email address, uh, thegamershowpodcast at gmail dot com. If you want to reach out to us with any questions, comments, there's also a uh, questions for the uh, hosts um, in the Discord in the Discord 
as well that you can post any type of questions as well. So that's pretty much Thanks. it. Uh-huh. So. All right. All right. Well, unless you got anything else, nope. it's been good potting with you. Yep, that's it. Have a good one. Thank you.